0: Mostly cloudy and 9 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9 o'clock. I'm Megan Cobb. Calgary might be the latest Alberta city to ban smoking and vaping in public parks and pathways. A bylaw has been proposed to Council to implement the new rule, something the city of Red Deer did 10 years ago. Les Hagen with Action on Smoking and Health Canada says, on average, nearly 50,000 Canadians die yearly from tobacco use. Well, about 400,000 students between grades 7 and 12 are vaping.
1: We know that the primary risk factor of vaping is identical uh, to the primary risk factor of smoking, and that is nicotine addiction. We also know that kids who vape are three times as likely to start smoking.
0: The bylaw will be voted on next month, and if passed, would go into effect August 1st. A new study suggests Calgarians aren't great at balancing work and life, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. I'm in the southeast looking at Olympic Way where your road is going to be closed between 9th Ave and Stampede Trail for the next few hours. Due to that marathon, you will have police directing you around those road closures. If you see a pothole in your community this spring, report it on the city's 311 app. For more information, visit calvary.ca slash potholes. From the 770 CHQR traffic
2: helicopter, I'm Vanessa Arrate.
0: A study compiled by office security firm Kesey shows Calgary workers are struggling to balance work and their private lives. The report looked at 100 cities across the world with four Canadian municipalities on the list, Toronto, Vancouver, Ottawa, and Calgary. Ottawa placed the highest at 7th, while Calgary was the lowest Canadian entry at number 30. The survey looked at elements like remote working, work intensity, as well as unemployment figures, the number of people who work multiple jobs, and how cities are caring for citizens. U.S. President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden will meet with families affected by a mass shooting at a Texas elementary school. Reporter Christine Sloan has more on mistakes that were made by law enforcement during the tragedy. The district trained for this type of situation back in March, practicing scenarios and utilizing the state's extensive
3: course manual, which advises first responders to not wait, saying the best hope that innocent victims have is that officers immediately move into action. Adding a first responder unwilling to place the lives of the innocent above
0: their own safety should consider another career field. Officials aren't saying how many lives could have been saved if the school district police chief hadn't ordered more than a dozen officers to wait in a hallway. The gunman was killed, but not before he had killed 19 children and two teachers. Roller Derby is back on in Calgary after COVID shut the sport down for two years. It has taken some time for skaters to come back and feel comfortable to return to full contact drills and scrimmages, and as a result, the local association isn't back to full strength. Carla Waldquist is the Calgary Roller Derby co-president, and she says the organization is looking to recruit. The whole derby community, like worldwide, is suffering,
3: and we're suffering for players and for games and events and fans and and all of that. So we're just really trying to kind of build that back up and um, get it out there again so people know we're, we're still at it.
0: Calgary Roller Derby is hosting a women's invitational on June 11th, with the goal to get players back on teams and fans back in the stands. Taking a look at sports, thousands of runners will take to Calgary Streets today to race in the Calgary Marathon. 6,000 participants will run distances ranging from 5 to 50 kilometers this morning, starting at Stampede Park with routes all along the river and through the city. Global News SkyTracker weather, a chance of showers late this morning and into the afternoon will reach a high of 14 today. Cloudy with a chance of showers overnight and the same conditions tomorrow with a high of 13. It's 9 degrees at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next update at 9.30. I'm Megan Cobb.
4: Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. And gardening season is on its way. And a beautiful day down at the Garden Center yesterday. All around town no wind sun was shining nothing wasn't blaring hot or anything but today is actually even a better day for gardening because it's a little cooler and this is great for when you want to transplant your plants or doing your planters or or planting those geraniums out in the garden or doing a tree it just a lot less stress on a plant um than if you're planting when it's plus 30 out so this is ideal gardening weather for Calgary and a uh, good way to spend a Sunday. And, and uh, I got to say, um, our perennial section, we have so many new varieties. We, we've been working with a couple of new suppliers and a couple of growers that work with us um, over the winter. And, and we've been able to bring in probably a bunch of stuff that you haven't seen before that is hardy uh, for our zone. So, if you've been looking for some different perennials, we got a huge selection right now, and the the perennial house is uh, oozing with perennials, and uh, and we got a little bit of something going on in the annual section. And I'll bring Jen in right now. Good morning, Jen.
5: Oh, here I am. Hello.
4: Hey, how are you?
5: I'm great. How are you?
4: Good. We had a great day yesterday. Wasn't it fun?
5: Whoa, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's one of those days where, as a staff member, we can stand right in the middle of the greenhouse, and we help one customer, and then you turn to the right a little bit, (laughs) (laughs) and then you got somebody else. But, I mean, that's sort of what we expect, and it's super awesome, and people have been really awesome and in good spirits, and the sunshine yesterday, I think, really helped that
4: too. I think we've been all waiting for that a bit, you know, like including the plants Mm -hmm. and and all of us. So what a beautiful... uh, Day and like I was saying just a little bit earlier, this is a perfect day for for planting your annuals or your perennials, trees and shrubs.
1: Mm-hmm. It
4: just it's a little bit cooler. There's no not burning sun or nothing.
5: It's so, less stressful right on the plants when you're when absolutely. you're getting them in there. Yeah,
4: yeah. So um, on Friday we we brought in. What do we have? Eighty eight <laughs> carts from our growers. <laughs>
5: I, I think we have everything. Yes. I, it was that 88, Lori said um, she was yeah. with receiving. She's our receiver. Yeah, it was nuts. The photos were amazing. fun. I've never seen anything like that. This is my fourth But you know, season. some
4: of the stuff we've held off a bit because it just mm-hmm. wasn't quite ready, right? So we left it in the greenhouse a little bit longer. And, and man, I'm glad we waited on some of the stuff because yes. some of the hanger mixes and some of those... They're unbelievable. They look so good. So
5: so gorgeous, and the planter pots. And you're right. And now that they've had time to mature, because the weather wasn't cooperating for everyone, and um, they're fabulous. They're fabulous. So nice. People were shopping them right off the carts. I know Julie was bringing in some of the hanging baskets, and she didn't even get a chance to hang them.
4: (laughs) No, yeah, there was lots of people just shopping right off the carts, and but we found spots pretty much for everything besides what went out the door, and it was really fun. I know there was one couple that we were were helping out, and they had a couple carts. of plants and she was just, she goes, I hit the jackpot. And Aww. this makes you feel good that we're bringing in the right stuff. Our yeah. growers are growing the right things. And, uh, so it's it just, it's good. It's yeah. uh, just felt like a great day yesterday. And,
5: uh, it was a great w- day. It was a great it, day. And I can also attest to your, uh, I just heard you talking about the perennial house. Um, Terry and I were talking last night about nephophia. So the red hot pokers. So speaking of things that are coming in that are interesting, um, I'm, I'm not sure. Terry works really hard at making sure that they're zone hardy. The products that he brings in, some people know about certain plants and they know the microclimates in their yards. But um, so don't come looking for red hot pokers just yet. He brought them in not knowing how they would do, but people have been buying them, and everybody seems to be looking for that particular plant this year. It's really funny. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Know. yeah.
4: We have a we have a we have a great selection of perennials. Uh, I know Terry's worked with a couple of our growers that, uh, and he's, uh, asked and brought in a few different things. So mm-hmm. it looks, it looks, uh, fabulous in there right now. Fully, fully lush. stocked.
5: Yeah. yeah. I it
4: don't is think lush. we can fit another card in there just in case Terry's hearing, maybe just hold off a little bit.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, it is, uh, it's been really nice to be in there. The hostas, I've never seen them so large, you know, these still be and, and, uh, So anyhow, I I can definitely... The ornamental rhubarb. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. We can't even fit it in the greenhouse almost. You know, those are just giant. And Melissa has some stories. She works in the perennial house about um, what they grow kind of at their place as well. So ornamental rhubarb is one of them. She's got some cool stories about tomatoes. So you can hit up any of the ladies in the perennial house for information about
4: a lot of our plants as well. Yeah, no, you got a great team in there. And then uh, in the annuals... um, Super selection. You got you got all the thrillers, spillers, and fillers,
5: absolutely, in
4: that you're going to need to to make your pots beautiful. And yeah, we're trying lots of the to wave, wave tunias and all that.
5: Bring the waves and and the super tunias. I know people are looking for those. And and uh, if you don't see it, just ask. Um, we you know with the amount of cards that we got in, we're trying our best to get one of everything on the table so it's easy for you to shop. Uh, but sometimes something's kind of Talked on a cart elsewhere, and and, uh, we'll help you as staff kind of figure out what we actually have that way. So I know that can be a bit tricky, but we're absolutely trying our best to get everything out so that you can see it.
4: Yeah, I know, and your team has done an awesome job as well. They are Um, awesome, yeah. You're right. Actually, we're really lucky again this year. um, Brad and Jaden and you guys have done a great job of recruiting teammates and bringing people into our into the store. So it's beautiful. It's a great, great team. Um super happy with everybody. Everybody just pitches in and uh, some of them feel like they've worked there for 10 years already. They've been there two weeks.
5: <laughs> in a way they almost have, haven't they? And it's, yeah. uh, it's good attitudes too. And, and be, you know, generally just being happy to be surrounded in the plants. I know the team, you know, nobody's, everybody's here ready to go. They're just uh, ready to hit it, which they already have this morning, first thing eight o'clock.
4: So, yeah, and and again, be patient. You go into any of the garden centers. They're gonna be busy. Um, there's gonna be lineups. Um so but we got them through super fast. We are directing traffic and things out <laughs> in the parking lot. We have three people doing that throughout the day. Um crazy? myself or somebody's up in the tower looking down. Yeah. We just spot it's- the spots and we, we kind of direct you right to them so that way Saves you some time, gets you in and out as quick as you can. And it, honestly, it went super smooth yesterday. Um, so again, thanks mm-hmm. to everybody for your patience, and we'll get you in and out. And if you want a hot dog or ice cream, we have Scoop It Up is open. And uh, we have our young man, Luke, in there. He's the scoop king. He's uh, <laughs> doing a good job out there. So
5: uh, king. Yeah, I, I went in there nice.
4: yesterday, and he goes, Merle, he goes, look at this hot dog. Isn't that the best-looking hot dog? He goes. He goes. If I don't sell it the next five minutes, he goes. I'm buying it. Just, oh my god! He, he was pretty excited about it. He, was, he had the perfect, uh, perfect char perfect on his hot dogs. Hot dogs. Okay. Yeah. So I That's was. I was impressed know. that he he's looking at uh, at the dogs that way. It's a pride of. Uh, <laughs> hot dog <laughs> internship or whatever. That's <laughs> so good that's to know.
5: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? So, and it has been fun, We're all seeing all the kiddos and al- adults as well, including yourself, but walking around with ice cream cones. It's just, it's so kind of yeah. old fashioned and, and, uh, adorable. So seeing that has been really cool too.
4: Well, we're getting back into the, out of the, the thing that we were doing a couple, for a couple of years and it's so yep. good to be where you're allowed to sit outside and have an ice cream cone and, uh, and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and a hot dog and sitting in public, sitting on outdoor tables and we have a bunch of picnic tables are in there. And then we have our new landscape display set up. So anyways, lots of, lots of stuff to see and, and, uh, and get for your garden. Uh, I think we have pretty much every tree and shrub available at this time, but we do get stuff in weekly. So we bring in Mm -hmm. trucks weekly. And, uh, so just keep an eye out. Um, on social media lisa is pumping out the social media all the time. Yes, she
5: is. Yeah.
4: And uh but we, we we do get trucks all the time and we we can't bring in 500 to one thing. So we bring them in as we sell. So um we do try to stick um definitely have our top 100 things in stock for the most part.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Um so just just sometimes you have to be a little patient and they will be in the following week typically. And so anyways, well, it's yeah, off it, to it, it. Yeah. Go ahead.
5: I was just going to say and just know that we're looking as well. When we hear from a customer that they're looking for a particular plant um, and we haven't seen it available, we do make note of that, and we do as a team try to make sure we we find it and bring it in for you. So so there's that as well. And on the note of plants and bringing trucks in, um, I was looking, because we're still waiting for our pond plants, so we do have a fresh order coming in. I believe it has already shipped, so hopefully within the next couple days here. Yeah.
4: But which is good though, because some of those, like the water lettuce and some of those ones, they, t- they can take zero frost. So um, <laughs> it's just nice yeah. to get past this, the frost stage.
2: Yeah, it's true. On some
4: of those things. Cause, and and as a garden center person, we go from zero to 500 miles an hour in one week, mm-hmm. right? Like a week and a half ago, tree lot's empty almost. And now we got to fill it up. The and forest I think we've had. Now. yeah but that's but you have to go that quick right like and Mm -hmm. and uh our logistic people have been great and our nursery partners so anyways it's a it's a big group effort from from all Mm -hmm. of us and uh that's bruce and then our our network of growers that work with us um to provide everything and uh, all our trees and shrubs have the best warranty in town two years so um don't find that anywhere else to your warranty on all uh-huh. our trees and shrubs. So um that's it. I'm uh that's I'm it. pretty stoked. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the phone lines here, Jen. Okay and uh thanks for the update. And you bet. uh if you want to come down, uh, Jen, Merle, Brad, Terry, and all the teams gonna be cruising around the store today. So um come by, say hi, and uh we'll be there. Hopefully help you out. Thanks, awesome. Jen. Thanks, Merle. All right. Bye. All right. I got to take a break. And When we return, phone lines will be wide open, 403 974 If you'd like to reach us, that is the talk and text as well. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, coverage year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up we got you covered just have a great text here um uh, uh blair he he texted me way back in march he was having his a heritage apple tree 25 years old um wasn't getting any blossoms um so i mentioned to him do a 15 30 15 with a slow deep watering and just got a little he just says hey thanks for the advice about the apple tree we now have a, a tree full of blossoms because, but he might need me to come help him pick all these apples after. So, anyway, so and and when a lot of these trees and shrubs in in our area, they do they're heavy feeders, and our soil doesn't have a lot of retention on some of the nutrients. So we do have to feed them. If you're going to get full um, production out of a lot of your trees and shrubs and the flowers, it's it's just feeding them the right ones. So any of your blooming. Fruit bearing trees you want to use like a fifteen thirty fifteen you want that higher middle number in there, and then this that slow deep watering um, soaker hoses around the drip line, get the water down nice and deep into your root system um, makes all the difference for the trees, uh, especially like right now, like coming off a still a pretty dry spring and winter, um, all the trees are are leafing out. Um, The more moisture they have right now, the better for them because they need all that nourishment to fulfill, to fully leaf out, to create all that foliage. And so let's uh, make sure we give our our trees that just that slow, deep watering, and uh, it'll make all the difference for your trees and shrubs. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. And I'm going to go to the phone lines. I'm going to go to John. Good morning, John.
7: Well, first up, oh my gosh.
4: I know. Look at you go. <laughs> Early bird gets <laughs> the worm, eh?
7: Well, you know, I, I, as long as they're <laughs> chocolate covered, I don't mind. <laughs> but nice. I missed you on Friday. I come down. And uh, they were going to say you were out to lunch, but no, and they said, no, you're <laughs> so So you're okay. But yeah,
4: anyway. I was uh I was just out on a console, but I yeah, Gloria said she had a great visit with you out in the tree lot.
7: Oh, she did because she's a wonderful gal. She yeah she went to, I told her what I wanted and away she went, come back with the last one and uh super super girl. Yeah. No,
4: yeah. she's she she's uh is this her second year in our tree lot. I believe. Yeah, second year. But what's so nice, she she has another gig kind of full time, and she takes a sabbatical from it to come work with us for the summer because she just loves it so much. So, oh,
7: okay. Um, we, so we feel I got pretty the, privileged. The to... uh, little Moses. Oh, nice. That's the burning bush. And yep. she showed me the other one. I, I thought it was the, the holy Moses. It was bigger, but it was a complete or uh, a fully mature uh, bush. So Yeah.
6: It was and a large spot then.
7: And oh, good. Uh, your triple mix. I uh your boys out there, they uh, <coughs> matched me up with the, the amount I would need. So awesome. Great. So cool. you're ready
4: to go. Your your garden's gonna be looking good. You're sounding good, John. So oh,
7: thank you for your great service down there,
4: Merle. All right.
7: Cheers. Okay, Thanks, John. One.
4: You too, Ben. Bye bye. All right. And I'm just gonna cover a couple more text again right now you're going to see a bunch of suckers probably coming up from around some of your trees early spring if you get at them like with your schuberts and your maydays right now is a great time to just dig down around the trunk if they're there move dig the soil away and try and get down as deep as you can and then even if you have to use a a chisel or some sort of a pick or some sort of really sharp shovel you want to cut those out as best you can, down deep as you can, just to help prevent it, because I know it takes a bit, but once you get down there deep, and usually you have to do it once a year um from the Schuberts and that for the most part. if you get them coming up in your lawn, unless it's like full leaf suckers like big off the root system, a lot of time if it's just seed or different things, you can just if you're using killex, you can just spot weed them that way as well, just like a dandelion and and get rid of them that way and even if it's a little like small sucker there's not enough of the killex will get in and and kill the whole tree so you should be okay i just don't if there's lots and lots of suckers you don't want to use killex or roundup um you're going to get too much uh, of that herbicide going into the system of your tree which you don't want but i must say right now the blooms around town are unbelievable like the all the spring snow all the all the royalty crab apples and the mic like this everything is just full out blooming right now so if you if you have some time take a little drive around or or go for a walk in your neighborhood and just just take in all the blooms like i'm just looking out my front window right now out of the my office here and it's just unbelievable like the shoe the crab apples there's Princess K plums across the street at my neighbor's and a couple of Strathmore crabs. and just I just look down the street. All you see is bloom. So get out there right now and get to enjoy those. And if you like some of them, and this is the best time, too, if you take some pictures and you bring it down to the tree lot, we're able to help you identify a lot of these, too. Um, for what you're seeing, a lot of the really, really white ones are, really right now are great are the spring snow you'll see them along some of the roadways like and things that like that they stay nice and narrow and they don't get any fruit, so they're not messy or anything and when I do say crab apple when I 'm in the tree lot quite a bit i I say recommending like the gladiator crab or the courageous crab and i and all of a sudden I get the people get that look of of terror. Because they think back of the old doggle crab apple. And and that one, that was the old one that just drops five million of those smaller crab apples underneath. We still sell a few of those, but not a ton. Just that they're they're just too messy and 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 the fruit isn't the best to eat. It's good for making jams and stuff. It's just it's too small. So people seem to have moved more to the actual apples the The larger crab apples, the cherries, the John pear, the Paul pear. There's lots of real fruit that we can grow here in Calgary, so a lot of people have, are switching over to more of something like that. But the gladiator crab, the ru, uh, Rudolph, um, courageous, starlights, a lot of those ornamental crabs, they're not messy. So if you hear crab apple, but they give you that really nice bloom, but they have great structure. And narrow trees for front yards, like the Courageous and the Gladiator, two of my favorite. Um, Just that they only get about 15 feet wide, have that nice vase shape, look great in the front yard. Anyways, if you want to join me after the break, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
0: Mostly cloudy and 10 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 930. I'm Megan Cobb. Calgary police have located a man they asked for help to locate this morning. Alvin Hankel has been found safe. A new bylaw has been proposed to ban smoking and vaping in Calgary parks. It will be voted on next month and if passed, it would go into effect August 1st. A new Stats Can report found firearm-related homicides increased 37% over the past 11 years, with handguns being the weapon of choice. The report added firearm-related violent crimes typically represent less than 3% of police-reported violent crime. And U.S. President Joe Biden and his wife Jill are in Uvalde, Texas today to meet with the families of Tuesday's shooting victims. A chance of showers and 14 degrees today, 6 and clouds overnight, Clouds and 13 degrees tomorrow. It's 10 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next update at 10. I'm Megan Cobb.
4: Welcome back to Let's Start Gardening. And the phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255. If you'd like to give me a shout. That is the talk and text line. And I do have Gloria on the line. Good morning, Gloria.
2: Merrill, I have a really terrible problem. I had a caragana that's three years old, and in the big wind, it broke off right at the tap root. Is there any chance that the roots that it made would make it, keep it alive?
4: Yeah, was it one of the Sutherland caragana, like the more tree one sort of thing? It's a
2: weeping one.
4: Okay. Yeah, sometimes their root system, they don't have a really strong like super sturdy root system um but chances are it won't sucker up like a weeping anymore it'll come up just from the bottom because what those are those are grafted on so you have a standard it's the taproot in the
2: ground that's broken off
4: okay so the whole thing flopped over
2: no, we had it staked and everything, so uh, it okay. Didn't drop then over. it
4: should be, it might be okay. So what I would do is get a product. Um, even I'd probably use Rage Plus. That's what
2: I've been doing. Giving it some every
4: day. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, good. So give it a good water. Give it some more Rage Plus. That'll help repair the tissue and get the roots going. And then just maybe, in like in a month or so, switch over to ten fifty two ten. ten. Okay. Just to give it. You just want to get, we want to get some more phosphate in there and just really build the root system up a bit more. Concentrate on that.
2: Yeah, I um, just hate it. To lose it, no. Yeah. Make, but make they are, they're going lose their whole garden, eh? And yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, so that's definitely.
4: sort of what I would do is just, and again, just feed it with some 105210. That'll help build the root system up. Great. As they will be, uh, and they they are they unfortunately, they almost need to be staked all the all the time. Yeah, you get I the really odd one if it just roots in perfectly.
2: I just love yeah. tarogas, and I just I think they're
4: beautiful, but. yeah, in the right spot, they're great, like they need to be in a good well drained soil yeah, if it, if I they're in that. the clay, heavy clay, they just don't seem to root in really great. they seem to be floppy. I know the city sometimes <laughs> insists on using them on on in Between the in the middle of the road, like in the whatever that's called, I can't remember the Boulevard divider in between the roads, yeah. yeah. The boulevards and different spots. And there's just it's the worst spot for them. So you kind of like driving through Walden by out by the spruce it up, the all the caraganas are flopped over because they just they're not good in those situations, so they need to be tucked mad, in.
2: I got you me? see how they put the, prus- the spruce trees together oh. down
4: at the funeral things. How is that ever going to be anything? Yeah, you know? some of them, but that's, those ones are trying to create a forest. So that one actually is, I'd probably, it's definitely a lot better than some of the plantings that you see on the, a,
2: the, on the part, interchanges so ever and stuff. Be a, a full
4: tree? No, and it, it's just, it's just improper planning, and yeah. unfortunately they, uh, they continue to do it. It is getting better in some of the communities, but I really wish they would uh, just work on some of that, take a drive around and, and have a look at what uh, what's happened in the past. And every time and, uh, I say
2: some, see something, I'll say, Marble, hate that one. <laughs>
4: um, yeah, no kidding.
2: Should I give right. this thing a, a, a water every day with Scott rage in it?
4: I would give it a little bit. Sort of every three days is good. You don't want to yeah. soak it too much, but every three days give it a little shot of water and some Rage Plus just to get wanna get some root stimulation happening down there. So
2: Great. we'll do it. Thank you. I hope it right. works.
4: Yeah, you're welcome. Uh-huh. Bye bye. Bye. All right. And I'm going to read off a couple of texts here. It says, Good morning, Merle. My neighbor has a 20 year old spruce, and we were wondering, can we cut some of the branches close to the ground now or do you need to wait till spring? No, if you want to limb up, and that's what you call your your spruce tree, you can definitely do that at this time of year and from the bottom up. And uh, I always like to leave on the spruce trees, leave it about four or five inches out um, just for a bit. Uh, when you do your cuts, and then till you get close, and then you can go within that, like one or two centimeters or a quarter of an inch. Once you get closer to the to the trunk, you just don't want to tear any of your branches because a big old twenty foot spruce tree, it's gonna have really long branches. They're gonna be very top heavy on the on the outer end. So if you're cutting, there's a good chance it'll tear. So just Marty, cut that off in a couple sections, and when you get closer to the trunk. You'll see a little collar, a little line. Just just, just do your last cut, a centimeter meter or so away from that. That way it's able to heal up nicely. And then you should be good to go. And where are we at for time? I got a little bit of time. And I like this one. Hey, Merle, I drank the Kool-Aid and, and got the Rage Plus. But now I don't know how to use it for my garden. Can you give me some advice? Do you use it when transplanting um, tomatoes, flowers, peppers? Actually, and that's the nice thing about Rage Plus. You you can use it um, almost for everything. It's like a super compost in a bottle. And so it works really good. One of those uh, bottles of Rage, like the one liter Rage, makes 333 liters of of fertilizer. So when you mix it into a five-gallon pail, into your water can and i think it's one teaspoon per liter or something like that um so if you're just on the directions there you follow that and if you're a little light or a little more it, it won't hurt it um but just uh follow that and you'll be really happy especially if you have birch trees um give them a really good watering and then use the rage plus on your birch for whatever reason birch trees just love rage plus and they respond very well where you see a lot of the tops of of uh of birch trees have dried out things like that the rage will push the life right back up in there it's amazing stuff so um sheldon who created that has done such a good job so anyways what else do i got here a couple more texts that i'll read just before the break Good morning, Merle. Another great crab apple, the Dogel, edible and makes fantastic red jelly. Yeah, that's a good one, but you need the room. And again, the Dogel produces about 500 of them, um, or you get a lot off that one. So just that one, you got to be prepared for a little bit of a a mess underneath um, when you when you get that. And uh, so, anyways, if you'd like to join me after the break, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm going to go right to the phone lines. We're going to go to Shaq. Good morning, Shaq.
7: Good morning, Merle. How are you?
4: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
7: Good. Um, I have a question about something. I've been going to your uh, garden center and asking about the curry leaf. if you can get some plants. But uh, every time I go check around none, because I know it's hard to get it. If you can try and locate
4: something somewhere, I I will. And I know I we just got a really large shipment yesterday afternoon, near the end of the day, of herbs in. Okay. Um. So I'll text Jen and see if she got some curry in. Okay. And and just if you keep listening, I'll mention after she responds to me if we got it. So. Oh great! All
6: right. And I got the but I know we've
4: had it in a few times, but yeah. Um. So herb, herb season is really starting within the last week or so, so we're going to be fully stocked.
7: Okay. And I I bought the Datura from you, but uh, do I have to put it out now to uh, replant it?
4: The which one, sorry? Datura. Oh, Datura, yes. Yeah, you can put them out now. They're, they'll they be fine. They're blooming. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Okay. Just uh, And don't forget this deadhead. Like when the blooms, they don't last a lot like they I think each bloom lasts a day or two but just yeah. when they're done just keep pinching them off okay. and then that will encourage it to do a lot more and especially the seed pods okay. don't let the seed pods stay on there and it likes a nice hot spot and it it'll become a big feature in the middle of your pot they're gorgeous
7: okay will you getting any other color
4: than white um we're trying to get some of the purple ones in they should be coming in hopefully this week
7: Oh great! I'll be there
4: every day. <laughs> yeah, the the white ones are yeah. I, I, the purple ones, the white ones are the ones that just show the most though. Like they get the big trumpet flowers. They're gorgeous. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, okay. But just watch! Don't eat them. They're hallucinogenic. You can get stoned on them. <laughs> <laughs> I think so I'll give it careful. to my dog. <laughs> <laughs>
6: uh,
4: just make sure the fed, make sure the gates closed. <laughs>
1: All, All right. right. Thank you,
4: Jack. Thank Bye-bye. you very
1: much. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs> All
4: right. Let's know. Maybe we shouldn't give it to the dog. That wouldn't be good. But the datura. I remember they had them up on uh, Parliament Hill a couple years ago in Ottawa, and a bunch of the the young young folks recognized it as a plant that's hallucinogenic. So they ended up uh, removing it off of Parliament Hill because uh, some of them were harvesting some of the churrapods and uh, and doing that. So anyways, I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to go to David. Good morning, David.
7: Hey, good morning there. Uh, Merle, last year uh, I asked you what your watering schedule was that, you, that you, you use for your lawn, and I did it, and it worked really well for me, but I've misplaced the, the notes. Could you please remind us what you do for your own lawn?
4: Uh, for my lawn, I water once a week now, and sort of like 30 minutes for, um, and then thirty minutes again for the same day, sort of one hour, like per zone, right? And 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 just once a week, and like I've actually this now that the the again the fertilizers kicked in, and it looks so good, like it's just nice and thick. Once a week, and and that usually works out really perfect for me.
6: So you you water it for a half an hour, give it like an hour of rest, and then another half an hour. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I
1: knew there was a staggered sequence but it. I just couldn't... Yeah, it's just so
4: that way it's able to soak in. We just want to get it slow and deep. You want to get it deep down in there. And if you're just doing 10 minutes at a time, like every day, you're just getting the crust, right? Right. So I like to get it down deeper. And then when you're using our fertilizer, like with the green it up lawn fertilizer, that just really pushes the roots down nice and deep and gives you that sustainability. So when we do get that warm days, our, your roots are down nice and deep. They're going to be able to withstand those hot days.
6: Right. And the one day a week is
4: fine, hey? It works great for me. Like unless like we had have, we have two weeks of, of 30 degrees and that, you might need to add a bit more. But for the most part, um, it's great like I didn't change my timer from last year and that's all it's been doing this year so far and and not bragging or nothing but I pretty much have the greenest lawn on the block so <laughs> no, <here>. <laughs> hey,
6: thanks very much I'll write this down in my book and remember it for next year
4: yeah take care bye bye alright and I got time for one more we're gonna to go to Ken good morning Ken
1: yeah hi Merle I'm a first time hey. caller
4: thanks for calling
1: how can I help you yes. We got some uh, mature spruce trees. They're blue spruces, and yep. they're dying back, and they get this kind of purplish needle. And yeah,
6: they're dying out through it. Is it a fungus or what?
4: What is it? No. Before? Well, pro- is it is it a lot more in the center, or are those pu- purple needles coming on the outside as well?
6: On the outside, and then they die off, and then it, it wants to bud again. You know, it, it, it'll it'll bud the next year. But yeah, so
4: what it is, off. it's 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 a bit. I would say it's just more desiccation so what i'm going to recommend is that you really get the soaker hose out and and lay out and put do you have bark mulch underneath your spruce or what's underneath them
6: no there's no bark that's beside a
4: driveway yeah so that's so that's part the probably the worst thing for them um mm-hmm. it's just because all the water gets shed away from the concrete right water hits it's there so it never gets travel. into the root it's, yeah it's
6: travel,
4: so. yeah so if possible, underneath the spruce tree, I would add mulch, uh, like yep. just about three or four inches of bark mulch. And yep. that really helps create recreate the forest floor for the trees, and it's going to hold the moisture in. And underneath that mulch, I would just put a soaker hose, and then yep. once every couple of weeks, just hook the hose up to it, and then just let it soak in there to the root system underneath the drip line and leave it for five or six hours because you're not going to waste any water. Just slowly, one of those sweating hoses... And those are the best. And then just if you do that every couple of weeks, you'll see a big difference because as that tree gets bigger, 20, 30 feet high or more, it just it takes up a lot of moisture. And when it's all getting shed away from either concrete or, or gravel because it's going to heat up, that doesn't retain any moisture. So we just got to try and help it out a little bit. Yeah, so it's not a disease of any type. It's just- no, it's just water. winter desiccation, especially if it's if – it's, um, um, budding out right away again. Um, if it was needle cast, you'd see those totally just die off and not come back. So a lot yeah. of time it gets misdiagnosed from a couple guys in town here that they're calling that needle cast and it's just desiccation. So yeah. it can be easily solve just like I said, bark mulch and a good soaker hose and you'll be good.
7: Okay, I'll
4: try. Alrighty? Alright. Thank Thanks. Take care, Ken. Bye-bye. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me after the break, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and lots of callers, people texting thank you so much for participating this morning and where we we're uh the 29th of may beautiful day out again today a little breezy nice and cool still gonna be about 15 16 degrees like i was saying earlier this is a perfect garden day um the little breeze keeps you cool it's nice and easy on the plants for transplanting um they won't dry out instantly so uh Great day to to get out into the garden. I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to go to Maria. Good morning, Maria.
2: Good morning. My neighbor next door has a lilac tree, and it's right up against our fence. It's shooting. A shoot has come up underneath the fence next to my greenhouse. What should I do with it? Just enjoy my neighbor's lilac and dig that root out?
4: Yeah, you you can if you want to let it continue to grow keep it continue suckering under, but I would just yeah, just get a good sharp shovel and just just cut down straight along the fence line there. Um it's probably the best thing to do and it won't hurt the tree at all and uh it just uh, it just sent out a sucker root. That's sort of what they do. That's how those lilacs spread out. Yeah.
2: With um my mugo pine and I'm pinching off the tips that are growing to keep it Yep. At its current height, can I use those for anything?
4: Will they—I um, don't think so. You could maybe try put them in some tea or something, but yeah, no, you can't root them. Or I don't think you can root them. You could maybe try, maybe yeah, maybe try rooting them. I don't, I'm not sure. I was out doing that to mine uh, yesterday as well. All my uh, on my mountain pine—it's only about four feet high, so I just I was same thing. All the single fingers of your any of your pine trees that you have right now, if you want to get it to. Stay a little thicker, thicken up, or keep it a certain height, um, just like Maria is doing. You just you just break those fingers in half, all the little candles, and then that'll really help thicken up your pine, so they don't get that long leggy look. So, yeah, it's perfect. And yeah, maybe try like say, say Maria, maybe try
2: stick them in water.
4: Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't stick them in water. Maybe if you do have rooting hormone, dip them in there, put them in some soil, and maybe see what they'll do. That's uh, actually interesting. I didn't really think about that, but yeah, give that a try.
2: Outside, leave them outside or bring them inside. Yeah,
4: I'd, I would just keep them somewhere warm or outside. It would really at this time of year, you're fine to do either or, but okay. just make sure it stays moist in those trays. If you're using a four inch pot or whatever size pot with the okay. soil, and I would use like a lighter potting soil to do it. I wouldn't like use I wouldn't use loam. I'd use the the actual like a potting mix. Uh, a little bit lighter, and then uh, see what that does. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. So if it roots up, let me know. I will. Thank you. Thanks, Maria. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't really think of that, but uh, I did look on on my mountain pine, all the ones I pinched last year, like they'll have like five of those needle things coming up this year. Um, compared to last year, it's just one. So you just all, and this is the time of year to do it on your Mugos, your Ponderosa pines, your mountain pines, any of the pines where you see those fingers coming up, sticking up. You just, when they're nice and soft, that they just break them in half. And that really just helps thicken those, uh, pines up. And so your Mugo pine doesn't get that, this long, leggy look. So it just keeps them a little more compact. It's really good for them and, uh, and do it that way. I'm going to just read one more text. And then I'm going to take a break and then we'll hit the phone line again. And it, and to uh, Shaq, we do have um, some more curry coming in on Wednesday from what I understand what Jen just let me know. Um, she said they actually sold out really quickly over the weekend and that she has more coming in on Wednesday on our new Herb order again. So <clears throat> we should be stocked up with uh, with the curry there. And that should uh, be looking out for you. Here we are. Um, my mom has a cactus that's 27 years old. The bottom is beginning to brown and we want to try and save it. It also fell recently, the top broke off. How can we save it? Well, it turning brown and that's normal. It's just like old bark on a tree. So if you have those big old house plants and cactus, Christmas cactus, all those, they'll do that. They'll get brown on the bottom as it ages. And if it broke off on the top, just make sure the cuts nice and clean. If it's just shredded, I would just get a good sharp knife and, and, and straighten it out, make a nice clean cut, let it callous over. And a lot of times it'll send out three or four sprouts from that same area and and root up. And the part that broke off, same thing on the bottom of it, you could do a clean cut, let it callous over, let it dry out, and then stick it into soil with even some rooting hormone, and there's a really good chance that it will root as well. And that's probably one of the only times you want to keep it a little bit moisture in the soil. And uh, there's probably a good chance that you can get another cactus off of that and uh, maybe be able to share um, your 27-year-old cactus with uh, with another house. Anyways, I got to take a break. And when I get back, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
0: It's mostly cloudy and 10 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Megan Cobb. A new proposed bylaw would see smoking removed from more of Calgary's public spaces. If it's passed, smoking and vaping would be banned from city-run areas like public parks and pathways. Ward 11 Councillor Courtney Penny proposed the rule change, saying it would help limit the exposure of smoke in children.
5: We do know uh, there's increased research, especially
0: around vaping, about the harmful effects. Um, And so if we can curb um, activities and behaviors around smoking and vaping through bylaw, then that is something that is a benefit for some people. Special events would still see designated smoking areas, and the bylaw could allow for smoking zones in some parks. The bylaw will be voted on next month, and if passed, would go into effect August 1st. A team from the University of Alberta has won an international competition on innovations in wound care. Connor Paulivo is a third-year biomechanical engineering student and was part of a team of three that developed Wound Cube. It won first place in Phoenix at a Phoenix wound conference on wound healing. You can diagnose and treat a wound with the app simply by taking a photo or video of it and then getting a medical professional on the phone.
7: Say okay. here's the data. Here's kind of what this is suggesting. What do you think? And the the medical professional
6: can say, based on these pieces of data, what you need is is this sort of remedy. And they'll prescribe a cream or or an ointment or something like that.
0: He says the prescription can then be shipped to the patient. Accurate tracking can predict infection and allow patients, particularly in remote areas, to decide whether urgent care is needed. The app should be ready for release in about eight months. The federal government is poised to introduce new firearms legislation in the wake of the Uvalde, Texas shooting. Global's Mercedes Stevenson reports. Canada has much tougher gun laws than the United States. Those who want to own a gun must take a course, pass an exam, and
5: be approved by the RCMP. But that hasn't insulated Canada from gun crime either. Gang shootings in Vancouver and Toronto leave communities in fear. And the mass shootings in Quebec City and Port-au-Prince, Nova Scotia, have raised questions about whether gun laws in Canada are effective, whether red flags are being taken seriously enough by police, and how to stem the flow of illegal firearms like those used in the Nova Scotia shooting. Mercedes Stevenson, Global News, Ottawa.
0: Meanwhile, U.S. President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden are in Uvalde today at the scene of that country's latest mass shooting. The horrific incident unfolded at a local elementary school on Tuesday, leaving 19 children and two teachers dead. There has been anger following word that police responding to the attack may not have acted quickly enough to prevent some deaths. Officials revealed Friday that students and teachers repeatedly begged 911 operators for help, even as police commander told more than a dozen officers to wait in a hallway. International Development Minister Harjit Sejan says Canadian officials in Ukraine and neighboring countries are finding ways to respect local laws as they try to help women sexually assaulted by Russian soldiers, and that includes getting them access to abortions. He says Ukrainian women could potentially even come to Canada to receive care and be fast-tracked through the immigration system if necessary. Local officials say Russian and Ukrainian troops are engaging in close-quarter combat in eastern Ukraine, Reporter Tom Sufi Burridge says the fighting has knocked out power and cell phone service in a city about 150 kilometers south of the Russian border. The fighting out east is now into a critical phase. The Russians are slowly taking ground and they are threatening to encircle a key city on the Ukrainian side called Severodonetsk. We know that thousands of civilians and Ukrainian
6: soldiers are still inside the city.
0: Russia has also stepped up its efforts to take nearby Lichansk where civilians are fleeing to escape persistent shelling. Taking a look at sports, Canada and host Finland will square off for World Hockey Championship gold today for the third straight time. Finland won the 2019 title and Canada won last year after the 2020 tournament was cancelled. That game will get underway around 11.20 Calgary time. Global News SkyTracker weather, there's a 30% chance of showers late this morning and into the afternoon. We will reach a high of 14 today. Cloudy with a slight chance of showers overnight, cooling down to a low of 6, and those conditions will stay the same for tomorrow when we reach a high of 13. Sunshine and 16 on Tuesday, sunny and 19 on Wednesday, and sun and 21 for Thursday. It's 10 degrees at 10.05. Breaking news when it happens, our next scheduled update at 10.30. I'm Megan Cobb.
4: Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs and phone lines are open 403-974-8255. And I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Brian. Good morning, Brian.
1: Hello? Hi,
4: Brian. It's Merle here. How can I help you?
1: Yeah, hi there. Lots of talk about spruce trees this morning. Yeah. Um, There's a farm close by me, and they want to get rid of some of their spruce trees. Now, the biggest ones I'm planning on moving would be maybe uh, two, three feet tall. Is this not a good time to be moving? (laughs) Like, I'm going to be getting a heck of a lot of dirt around these trees as well. Yeah, that's perfect. If you can
4: get... Are you using a spade, or what are you going to use to dig them up?
1: Uh, I got a spade. I got. Well, I go in and I got a sharp spade. I cut around, and then I got a longer one and get down further. And then I topple it out of the hole and try, <laughs> try to get yeah, it just, on a tarp and. Yeah, go just ahead. try to
4: hold the root system in as best you can. Like, just try not busting it up a whole lot. Um, okay, if you can scoop it up and then have your hole, like, pre-dig your holes? Is it all in the same area, or how far away to your neighbors? Like,
1: Oh, I can actually see it out my window here, maybe. As the crow flies a couple of kilometers, there's a drive, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> if you fall. can try to
4: basket them, like, if two feet isn't bad, make sure they're moist then first. You don't want to wait too long. You still do it while the uh, the new growth is just starting to come out.
1: And yeah, I noticed uh, a lot of them that I have dug up, like in other ditches, they're starting to get little buds starting to happen on them. Yeah, or whatever so, those are called. Yeah, them. so
4: really, if you if they're two feet, if you have some big pails or something, it's just best to try and keep the root intact as much as you can. Do it on a cool morning is the best thing again. And I guess uh, today's a pretty cool yeah, and, morning out here, <laughs> yeah. And then just have you, if you have an auger or something on the other end, just drill the holes nice, and that really helps um grind up the topsoil there, too. So, and just don't yeah, no, plant I've them
1: too been, deep. I've been doing pretty good at that. I just was wondering if awesome. it's too late to start doing that or something. No, it,
4: it's a late season here, you're probably still okay. Um, just ensure you don't plant them too deep. That's the biggest killer of spruce trees. Whenever I do oh, is it, I plant. It, right? If I plant a potted one or a basket, I always leave it up about an inch or two and mound up to it. I sort of create a mound and then a tree well around it. Um, if you so, bury it too so deep, a lot of it. people think yeah, they think to create a, a thing to hold the water. Spruce trees don't like that. If you look at spruce trees in the forest, they're typically growing on the side of a hill, side of the mountain. You very rarely see them on the low parts where the marshy and stuff like that. They don't like okay. that. They like they like the well drained, so they like so just mound them up a bit, like leave it up an inch or two out, and then just mound the soil up around it, and then trade a tree well like that, and then you should be good to go.
1: Okay, well, sadly, uh, most of them are probably at uh, ground height, and a couple of them are even a, maybe an inch or two <coughs> below the grass level.
4: Yeah, you wanna if you, if you just did them, you can probably still raise them up. You could probably pull them up. I would just try okay. to get them up a bit. It's just what kills them. You'll see them, they'll start going yellow in about three or four years, and then they just sort of start dying off. They just start suffocating. They don't like it, like, because they have what surface roots. What if I
1: just roots. add a little bit more dirt on top? Like, it's only, yeah, we talking like maybe. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, they don't really like that either. Like, they prefer to, like said, the top of the root to be a little bit above, and then mound up to it is that would be the best if you could just Okay, pull all right, up a little okay. Bit. Thank
1: you very much. Appreciate that. Yep. Yep, take care. Okay. Bye,
4: bye now. Bye. bye bye. All right. Yeah, it's hard because um with spruce trees in our soil it's that heavy clay. And so when I see a lot of spruce trees and they tend to sometimes you'll see them out in people's yards or it or wherever an acreage is and they start going yellow, I can almost tell that they're probably planted too deep and they, they start suffocating. They, they like to breathe out and put their roots on close to the top of the soil and uh, and do really well that way. So, And here's a good one. It says, good morning. As much as I really like your advice on deep water plants and trees, I find it difficult to from a cost perspective due to the price of water, which, uh, and I totally agree, and our city should look at this, especially for the summertime. I know some other jurisdictions have looked at it where, because we get charged the same amount for water in and out. They charge you whatever. If it's a dollar in, they charge you a dollar out on your sewer. And it, And so whenever you're watering your grass or your trees and shrubs, you're kind of getting charged double for it. So it'd be nice if the city would look at that Um, at least for the summertime, um, to create a little bit fair, but when you are using the soaker hoses and that, that does make it a lot more cost effective and you're not wasting water running down the, down the, down the drain on the side of the sidewalk and stuff like that down into the sewer because it it is expensive. So, um, so just, Be cautious when when you are watering. That's why I really like those soaker hoses. It makes a big difference and it uh, puts the water where you need it and we're not wasting a ton of it. And I'm going to go, I still have time. And what did I write that name at? What's the one that starts with an M? Oh, sorry. (laughs) Hi, is Malad on please?
6: Yes, it is, Malad. Sorry, I couldn't uh, read
4: my writing. I look down, I go, well, what is going on there, Merle? Like, <laughs> I, just, I just totally, my 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 scribble didn't make any sense there.
6: So, sorry about that, no, Malad. Oh, no problem. What I'm calling about is, I have a tree that's about 22 years old. Okay. It's one of those stupid ornamental crabapple trees. <laughs> okay. Okay, it's, uh, Right now, it looks beautiful. Yep. But I'm telling you, like, I, you know, I have to tell you, it's that st- the apples are the e- never-ending of raking them year-round. Yeah, so you probably have the doggle.
4: It's probably the smaller, little red, yeah. Little red, yeah, and white flowers, like beautiful white flowers right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's a doggle crab. So, and that's what I always kind of joke about. I kind of call it the mosh pit underneath it if you if you leave them a little bit too long it's pretty mushy underneath your tree so
6: and they, and they get in the house you know because you get them packing over your shoes yeah and, yeah you know, so it's like, just
4: yeah so what do you what are you hoping to achieve like, or
6: like uh you know short of cutting it down which i want to i'm gonna do i think at the end of the summer like can i like yeah crossbreed it with something or like,
4: no that work? like no, because it it's and the people are asking. There is some spray that you can spray on to stop it from pr- pr- um, producing fruit, but if you're not just perfectly timed on that, it's not going to work anyway. So I would, if it's if it's really bad, I would just try to either cut out all around it and like sort of create like a bed underneath there, and it sort of catches all of them and makes it easier to yeah, clean up.
6: I got it. it's or. A big yeah, or remove yard.
4: it. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, actually, so. it's
6: uh, it's uh, like it's the the blooms are are pink. You know what I mean? Like pinky okay, sort of thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, sort of. Uh, about... Yeah, yeah heard, it'll be I've a dog or one of
4: the. Yeah. yeah, you can spray them, but I'm I just to go through all that is is
6: tough to do. So you know, I know that's why you know I'm I know in Vegas they uh, spray a lot of the like they have a lot of olive trees everywhere on the boulevards and they spray them. Yeah. I guess. So they don't bloom, you know what I mean. So, but yeah, I mean, it looks so beautiful, and the leaves in the summer is nice. But it's it just like I've had it. Yeah, I had one in my
4: front yard before, and I I end up removing it as well. I end up putting some other stuff in there. Um, more of the ornamental crab, like that one's still called the crab apple, not really the ornamental. Um, yeah. So I I would go to more a true ornamental like a Gladiator or a Courageous or something like that, where you get the beautiful blooms, but you don't get the mess.
6: Yeah, well, yeah, like I, I, like I thought, I mean, that is going to be my last resort, and that's to, you know, cut it down. It was just, it's a shame after 22 years, you know, so.
4: Yeah, either that or just grin and bear it and, and rake up a couple times a year. <laughs> yeah,
6: no, it's more. Well, I, we tried. Thank you for your uh, for your information. Yeah, sorry,
4: sorry, I don't have any any better better advice on that one, but there's only so much you can do with old Mother Nature there. So, all right, thank thanks a lot.
6: Thanks, yes. Thank bye bye.
4: All right, and again, is this? I believe it is Kendra. Good morning, Kendra.
3: Good morning. Can you
4: hear me? Hi there. Yes. Okay. Hi, how can uh, I help you? Oh,
3: good morning again. <laughs> um, good morning. Okay. So two years ago, I had three, like, 50-plus-year-old spruce trees removed by uh, putting it up, actually. And they were beautiful trees, but, you know, they were leaning. They were making such a huge mess. And two of my neighbors had, like, the same age of trees, but the the tops had snapped off in the wind.
4: Okay, And so I was
3: like, if that happens to me, it's going to hit my house so i had them removed but i promised mark that i would replace you know with three trees right yeah and you know take away three i'll replace with three um so that was two (laughs) years ago last year uh, then we started like kind of we brought in a skid steer because you know we had the the stumps ground but then there's still all those roots underneath
4: yeah, so, so you end up having to do the full root removal, which I typically recommend. If you're removing big spruce trees, they've taken every ounce of nourishment out of that soil, and there's yeah. roots all through it. You can't work in it anyway. So you're uh, you yeah. did the right thing. You got yeah. in there, removed all the roots, Kate.
3: Okay. Yeah, so we got in the skid steer, we got that out, um, and then we had to regrind. You know, the the stumps, like the the roots, even further yeah and so now I've got this giant hole that's like six by nine or no even bigger than that, and it's uh anyways it's it's just this huge pit now, and I want to replant
4: how deep is it
3: um down from where it was, I'd say it's about three four feet deep
4: holy cow, okay
3: yeah and um so I'm wondering what what should I fill it with?
4: I would just bring I'd just bring in some good topsoil. What do you want to plant in there? Just trees?
3: Yeah, I want just to just put in three three more trees.
4: Yeah. Okay. So what I do for the majority of that big space, I would just mix in a good garden mix because okay. um, you're going to need a few yards in there probably. Okay. And then I'm going to actually I'm going to help you out with the rest of it for the top layer. We're going to bring you a big yellow bag from our good friends at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply. So on the top. Last six inches, we'll, we'll put in the the really good nourishment of the big yellow bag, and you'll be able to pick one of their garden mixes um, to, that will help you out and uh, finish off that project just beautiful with nice, really nice refreshing loam or whatever garden mix you want to choose that they have, and that will help you out.
3: Oh, that that's pretty awesome! Thank you. Yeah.
4: Okay, so I no, I just I just I remembered I had a big yellow bag sitting in my back pocket, I had to give away. So I figured, let's let's do that right now. Awesome! Thank
3: you. So I filled the pit with just like a regular garden mix first. (coughs) Yeah, like just like
4: a garden mix and loam. It's just because you're going to need a few yards, right? So you're going to need a fair bit in there to to fill that up.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, yeah. So I'd get, like, I'd sort it of, if you water, can measure. It's like a
3: pool. It's like yeah, a so pool go length, now.
4: <laughs> yeah, so figure out your length, times width, and your depth. Okay. And then, it, actually, if you go to our website there, in our bulk section, if you okay. just type that in, it'll tell you how many yards you need. Okay. And then you can either order the garden mix or just a straight garden loam from us or whoever and then okay. uh, we can we can just come and dump it right as close as possible to that area and then finish it off the last six, eight inches with this really nice um, loam six garden eight. mix out of the big yellow bag.
3: Oh, that's awesome. Thank you.
4: All right. I'll All right, well, I'm just going to put you on hold. i oh, just sorry, go ahead.
3: something to you. Uh, last week you were talking a lot about vermillionaires to put in the planters. Yes. Yeah, so I did that. So um, fingers crossed <laughs> – I'm going to see some hummingbirds.
4: So. I, you will. I almost guarantee it because they just, <laughs> they search them out. Like even when we still have them in the greenhouse, it's a little bit early for them yet. Um, but once you get into June, they start coming up. We like, will have them in the greenhouse and the hummingbirds come buzzing in there. And wow. yeah, they just, yeah, it's almost, like I said, almost a guarantee. So.
3: Well, when I heard that last week, I was like, I've got to go get some Vermillionaire.
4: <laughs> yeah, they're they're awesome. Yeah. They're a great little plant. All right, while well, this Thank put you on hold, uh, Tony's going to get your name and number, and okay. uh, and our good friends at uh, Eagle Lake Landscape Supply are going to deliver one of those beautiful yellow bags right to your house, and, uh, and you're off to the races. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right, and I'm going to take a break. If you want to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Cougar's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I'm going to go to the phone line, and I'm going to go to Margot. Good morning, Margo. Hello? Hi, Margot. How can I help Hi. you? Well, I Hi.
3: sent you some pictures of our apple tree. Okay. And this tree used to produce beautifully in the last few years it's uh not and it looks like it might have a disease in the bark
4: yeah no i looked at that and that's just the bark getting old so that's just normal that's just sort of like us when we get a couple wrinkles so the oh, that, the yeah when i looked on great. that it looked actually fa- still fairly healthy the only yeah. thing i would do is it looked like it might need a little bit of pruning, like a little bit of thinning out, a lot of, yeah. a lot of suckering branches. So if you want to give Mark a shout at Prune It Up, he may come and clean that out. And I would just fertilize with 15, 30, 15. You want something yes. with a high, high middle number, okay. and that will help build that phosphate up, help produce those blooms, and get the fruit production back up. All right. So we, we,
3: we're not losing our tree.
4: No it looks pretty healthy like from the pictures and that's just normal bark like that's when the bark gets old it gets a little bit more gnarly as the tree ages so that's that's normal that's just good growth, yeah,
3: okay because we have a we have about five apple trees and and we've got two or three that just aren't
4: producing yeah no that no. one looked that one looked good um like you said from the pictures that you sent me uh I think you're I think you're still in good shape,
2: okay,
4: all right all right, thank you. You should be good to go. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, I'm just looking at them again just to reaffirm my thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 totally fine. It just it just looks like it needs a a little bit of thinning out and uh and that makes all the differences. create a little bit of airflow within the tree and uh but you should be good to go. It looks it looks very healthy. But like I was saying earlier, like our soil it doesn't have a lot of nourishment in it, so we need to add those um, nourishment, trace elements into our soil, feed the soil either with compost, rage plants, um, fertilizers, um, get our soil living, and then the, the plants will live on top uh, way better because they'll have something something to feed on. So let's go. Actually, I don't have time. When I get back after the break, I'll go to the phone lines. I'm just going to answer a couple texts. Um. <clears throat> Good morning. It says, oh, he just wants to move a spruce tree. It's still early enough. I have a gentleman here. He sent in a picture of a peony right beside a little spruce. And the spruce is right up against the fence. So I suggest that they move the spruce tree rather than the peony because the spruce is going to cause them a lot more grief later on. Um, with this spruce, you're still fine. It hasn't sent out its new growth, um, so you still have time to do it. So you should be good to go with moving that spruce at this time. Again, pre-dig your hole on the other end, try and get as much as you can out of it. And, and then if you have a nice big pot there, set it in there and then transplant that spruce, water it in really well, and you should be good to go. And if you'd like to join me after the break, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
0: Mostly cloudy and 11 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Megan Cobb. The Calgary Marathon is underway this morning. More than $300,000 have already been raised for the 73 official charities that benefit from the race. Fundraising will continue through the month of June. And about a half an hour from now, Calgarians will be gathering in person for the first time since 2019 to walk for multiple, multiple sclerosis. Funds raised will go to MS Research. Alberta Health Services says it has completed its largest launch of Connect Care to date, with 57 sites in Edmonton and Calgary areas now connected to the system. Connect Care creates a central access point to patient information. A chance of showers in a high of 14 today, six and clouds overnight, and clouds in 13 degrees tomorrow. It's 11 degrees. Breaking news when it happens, our next update at 11. I'm Megan Cobb.
4: Welcome back to Lester Gurney, Look Kim's going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Jerry. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. How can I help you today? Uh, I've got a wine issue. I mean, <laughs> I've got a grape <laughs>
1: issue. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm building a trellis for some people from Middle, Middle East Europe, and uh, yep. they are going to grow grapes uh, on the trellis. Okay. They don't use the grapes for food. They use the leaves for salad. Okay. So is there a special recommended? I, I was down at the store yesterday, and and uh, your, one of your clerks uh, filled me in. But she said yeah. it's easier to go to the wine store than that. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Is there a special kind, or are these all hardy enough that they will survive in Calgary? Yeah. Any any
4: of the ones that we bring in are hardy for our zone. Um, we don't bring any of the stuff unless we specify that it isn't. But if we're okay. bringing any of the of the grapes in, they're definitely hardy for our zone. The biggest okay. thing is make sure you get planted in or where the trail is going. Have it facing kind of the hottest spot in the yard. They okay. love that really warm microclimate up against a building, um, something like that. Um they just do much better and then good rich soil. And and they should be having lots of grapes. Oh yeah. So okay. Uh, Another question: Uh, What type of wire should
1: I use to? uh, I just
4: use that like it's that aircraft wire you you can buy in the rolls that really tight stuff. Yeah, and then and then you just use the bolt, the U bolts with uh, with the bolts on the end with the little nuts, the quarter inch nuts or one or seven sixteenth nuts. So I just pull it like that. You get that little U shape. Wire guide, and then you bolt it just on the other side of it. I use that when I do a espaliers as well. Oh yeah. Um, so we'll use that just that aircraft wire, or or a lot of times I'll use copper pipe. Oh um, okay. It just it's a little bit more decorative, and you can get the grapes growing along the copper pipe as well, and it looks kind of as yep. it gets patina and stuff like that. It goes really nice with the. Okay. Cedar. Well,
1: thank you for your help.
4: All right. There you go. Thanks, Jerry. Okay, thanks. Bye. bye All right. I'm going to go
7: to Matt. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. Hey, how can I help you? I got a question on rhubarb. I got a couple of rhubarb plants that are probably 40 years old. Okay. They still produce, but they don't produce a lot of fruit. A lot of it is very spindly, and it doesn't amount to much. Okay. Can I
4: save um, those? Yeah, you can. So what I would really do is... Is it would sort of turn the soil up all around your rhubarb yep. and mm-hmm. then add in some sea soil or some sort of good compost. Mm-hmm. It just needs a bit more nourishment in there. Okay. And then maybe fertilize a bit. Even mix in, we have a product called Groundskeeper's Pride. It's mm-hmm. a granular garden fertilizer. You can mix that around into uh-huh. the soil around that. Uh-huh. And even uh, and if, if you want to give it a couple of shots at 20, 20, 20, um, something okay. like that, because a rhubarb, Okay. It's just when they get that old. Sometimes the bulb just gets just so old. It needs to, okay. it, it It needs to be refilled with gas, sort of thing. Okay. So it needs some. It needs some food back in there to re-nourish that bulb. Right. And start right. producing. Okay. And and just when you get the seeds coming up right away, if you in a, does it yep. seem to go to seed right earlier than before? Uh,
7: no, not, not some. Okay. Of it need, some of it probably does, but. Uh... Okay, I, say, I do get some uh, good stalks, but I don't get enough.
4: So as soon as you, if you start seeing that big seed pod come up, just cut it out right away. Oh, okay.
7: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, because mm-hmm. that will trick it into saying, "Hey, I know I can produce more right. more leaves and do what it needs to do." And okay. then leave some of the bigger leaves, like after you fertilize, sure. and that really helps soak in the sun and and then push that
7: energy down into that root. Oh, okay. well, oh, good. All right. What kind of fertilizers should I use on my Cotone aster shrubs?
4: Again, twenty 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 is perfect for that. Yeah. Okay. So if you get some of that, yeah, just, I've got uh, some of that. I,
7: bu- I yeah, got some soak of that.
4: it in, yep. and you're good to go. Okay, well thanks. All right, perfect. Thanks, Matt. Right bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, and if you're looking like for just a good all-purpose fertilizer, um, twenty twenty twenty, there's really nothing better. It um, gives you everything you need, it has good trace elements, it has lots of nitrogen phosphate and the potash at the bottom sort of the up down all around it's a great all-purpose and it's one of my favorite if i just if i have one thing at home just to use all the time that would that's the one i like to go to it just uh, makes it easier and i'm gonna go to the phone line we're gonna go to gordon good morning gordon hello hi gordon how can i help you
6: um I spoke with you
7: last fall about some white flying flies on my creeping Virginia that I had. <laughs> yeah, I Virginia at-
4: creeper, yeah.
7: Yeah, I stopped at your shop and I picked up my Pure Spray Green Concentrate. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was in my garage all fall. <clears throat> it's a heated garage, but it got damp. I can't read the instructions. How do-, do you have to emulsify this
6: stuff? Or
4: Yeah, you mix it with water, and I don't have... I know we have a bunch of extra handout sheets. I'll get them to... Are you? Oh, you can Google it pretty easy too. Like if you Google this Pure spray green, um, oh, sure. it'll come up. It'll give you the spray ratio, of how much to mix it. A label okay. will come up. I just don't have that with me right now. I'll look it okay. up here in a bit, and I'll I'll say it on air for you. Or if you're by the store again, we have little handouts. Um, yeah. On the Pure I, spray she, green. Yeah,
7: I'm, I'm from Pincher Creek. I stopped her. She
1: said we don't have any handouts right now, but um, okay,
4: I, I will. My- uh, I'll mention it, but if you just if you do Google Pure Spray Green, the label yep. comes up right away. Okay, perfect, it'll, perfect. And it'll tell you how to do that. Thank you, sir. All right, take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah, Pure Spray Green, and so what Gordon was talking about is um, Virginia Creeper and a lot of those at this time of year going into near mid to end of June into July when it heats up a bit. Um, just when the Virginia creeper and that's looking really good, you get those leaf hoppers all over it and it just makes all the leaves look brown. And what they do, they get in there and they eat, they take all the nourishment out of the leaves. So pure spray green works really well on that. Just if you sort of spray it once a week in between the time of like the last week in June until mid July, sort of get it through that leaf hopper stage and and then that is uh, makes all the difference. And speaking of that, and I've been uh, a good thing. I was thinking about this. The scale fly is 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 out right now. It's hatching. So if you have katoni aster, I know I had a couple of customers in asking about the hatch, and the hatch is happening right now. So right now, you want to start spraying your katoni asters, any of your trees that get the scale because right now the scale fly is out in abundance and the hatch is on right now. So for the next week or so, couple of weeks, um, you want to be able to spray um, your Cotone asters, Some of your fruit trees, willows get them quite easily to the scale, but right now is the time to do that. So if you have the pure spray green, right now is the perfect time to get out and spray for scale as that uh, the hatch is happening at this time right now. And I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me, the phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And I got a quick text. Hi there. I was wondering if it's still too early to put my pepper varieties out overnight. You no, know, you should be good to go. Um, for the most part, it looks like we're pretty safe to do all of our planting outside now. So I would say your perfect time to get out there and do all that planting. And then you're also asking about tomatillos. <clears throat> they look at, oh, she wrote them for fun. What is the best way to pot and trellis them? I'd go into at least a 8 or 12-inch pot. And then just garden stakes are good, those good bamboo stakes work really good for those, and uh, you should be great. Lots of sun, well-drained soil, good, good potting mix, and, uh, and then you should be good to go on that. And again, just ensure that they get watered. Um, but they do like a good, bright, sunny spot, so hopefully that helps you and you should be good to go on that. Um, I'm going to go to Wendy. Good morning, Wendy.
6: Hey,
3: Merle, how are you?
4: I'm doing great. How can I help so, you?
3: <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Um, yeah, you know what, Merle? I wanted to talk to you about. I'm um, I'm thinking about putting a new shrub in and uh I know you've talked about the nine bark shrubs that yeah. I think Love you em. really like them. Yeah. So so is there a, a particular type one or Well the it- nice
4: thing the nice thing about the nine bark, there's about five or six varieties that are really good like they have they have a few different colors of crimson color that get a little bit taller. So if you're looking for a screen or something that you can want to create a little taller hedge, you can go with the nine like the Diablo 9bark is a great one. <clears throat> Summer wine is another good one. And then but they also have a lot of dwarf varieties. So if you're just looking for a purple or a yellow accent, there's three or four varieties that are just small In the purples or the yellows, and we have them. Terry has them all set up in one section in the tree lot. So they're just, I I just, and I like them because as a hedge, they don't mind being pruned. So you can you can treat them like a hedge really good, and and they're they're just great. And they don't if they get old and raggedy a little bit, they don't mind being rejuvenated. You take them right down, and they grow right back up really fast. And you get gorgeous blooms on them in the spring. Yeah, they're they're just a great low shrub.
3: Cause okay, so I, I don't I don't know maybe if that's what I'm looking for. Cause what I what I had in this little section in my yard, because I'm in a townhouse here, and it's, it's not a yeah. big yard, but um, I I did have a nanking cherry in there, and I had it for years, and it di- and I don't know why, but it died, and it died. They do a
4: that. Of years. Yeah, they Uh-oh. get some of They just get old wood, and they just kind of it, die off. They have a lifespan yeah, of it. It totally yeah. did.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was a nice size shrub, so I've got some, I, I want to put something in there to replace it. So, yeah. So
4: you're looking for okay. something a bit more of a feature? Um,
3: yes, yes. Okay. I guess yeah, the, is, it, it has its own area here.
4: Yeah, so if it's all just by it. itself, yeah, you might yeah. even want to look at a nice uh, topiar hydrangea. Or even any of the like the quickfire or some of the hydrangeas, they make a nice shrub. They're only they only get about four feet high though. But if you're looking for something a little bit taller, yeah. um, some of the dwarf Korean lilac is a nice one as well. Okay. okay. Um, or you could even depending if you don't if you want to go some of the narrower trees like mm-hmm. even like a gladiator crabapple or something like that where they're not yeah, going to no, get really but... big on you. Yeah. They'll stay okay. fairly skinny. And we do have one, okay. the Emerald Spire. It only gets okay. like two feet wide and goes mm-hmm. oh, kind of yeah. straight up. It's a nice feature tree. So if you just want to have it by itself with a couple of smaller shrubs around it, a couple of Concord Barberries or or something okay. like that just around the base, that okay. looks pretty nice.
3: Okay. I should just come out there. Well, yeah, I come I drove-
4: walk to tree lot and uh, yeah, uh, and, and uh, I'm lot. usually around. So if you see me, just say hey. And I'll I know where go to go find for you. A walk- <laughs> yeah, we'll go for a walk around the tree <laughs> lot. <laughs> Sounds
3: good. All, All right, so, right thanks, thing, thanks, Wendy. Thanks, Merle. Have a good
4: rest of your day. You too. Take care. Okay, Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
3: Bye.
4: Bye. And I got a great picture. Um, someone just shared with me. Hi, Merle. It's uh, Kat- Jessica, the Canadian bird nerd here. We finally got a ruby-throated hummingbird last night. I'm listening to you talk about the vermilionaire plants. Would they do okay in a partial shade? Um, they probably would. Depends how shady. Like, oh, yeah, you got, I see, I missed the hummingbird on the picture. Wow, they just flickering away on this on the feeder. It, it. If it's in that type of area that you're shown in the picture, it should be fine. They just can't take full shade. And I love, she has a big stump there. And she has it ground out the center, create like a bowl in the middle middle of her of her stump to create like a bird feeder, and she has it filled with bird seed. I, I think think that looks awesome. So, um, looks very cool. So it's not too early for hummingbirds, as I stated earlier. As she has this, that's seven forty three last night, and they do seem to come out in the evening. So, and that was yesterday. She got hers. So awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Jessica. I appreciate a lot. And uh, let's get you some Vermillionaire into your yard, and then you can uh, get a few of these hummingbirds coming to the flowers as well. I'm going to take a quick break, and when I get back, we'll finish off the phone calls. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm going to go right to the phone lines, and we're going to go to Steve. Good morning, Steve. Hi, how's it going? Good, good. How can I help you? uh,
1: We're wondering about uh, fertilization for – you probably answered this question a million times already – fertilization for yew trees, but we're in northeast Calgary. Okay. Uh,
4: Yeah, so what they like is they like a more acidic fertilizer. So they like the 301010. They like a good evergreen fertilizer. And then okay. another product I'd recommend for you is in the fall, um, p- use a product called Wilt Proof. It's an anti-desiccant. So for a little bit, some of these marginal evergreens in Calgary, like the curry boxwood, the ewes, things like that, they're a little bit marginal because it's just a desiccation. Our dry winters is what dries them out, like our Chinooks. Yeah. will yeah. affect yeah. the ewes and the curry boxwood. So. Um if you if you apply the wilt proof a couple of times throughout the winter, and I call it like the lip balm for, for evergreens.
1: And it, <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 And That's it awesome. really
4: it, but it does work, right? It just it blocks out that wind, holds in the moisture into the foliage, and then enables it to, to last through our winter. So, yeah. uh, so 20, thirty 10 10, ten ten. Yeah, thirty ten ten. Um, 30, 10, 10. We have it. If you're out our way, we got it at the, in the green it up, water soluble. I have the twenty, twenty, okay. twenty, ten, fifty, two, ten, fifteen, thirty, fifteen, and the thirty, ten, ten. I kind of because they got rid of all the old numbers, the the major fertilizer fact, like guys. So I redid them all under our own brand because again, okay. I don't know why they they start messing with these things. They're so good. So I just um, brought them back into our own brand because they they changed all the formulas for whatever reason mm-hmm. i think yep. probably just a little less expensive than what we were doing or whatever but anyways so i i recreated those just under our own brand so um we have those uh, great fertilizers for you
1: okay
7: thank you very much
4: thanks okay. steve take care all right. bye-bye all right i'm gonna go to gunther good morning gunther
7: hello merle thanks for taking
4: my call of I course
7: Last year, I sprayed dandelions in my backyard area, garden area with a weed killer. Um, okay. Would it be safe to eat the dandelions, or would there be a concern of any residue from last year's weed killer residue? Um,
4: there probably won't be any residue from last year on the new dandelions. What
6: What did you use, like Killex or? You know what? Someone else did it for me, and okay. I just tried to call them, and they didn't remember. So, uh,
4: okay. Probably Killex, I would assume if the and if they sprayed in the lawn, it was definitely Killax because Killex is a selective herbicide. It's a broadleaf herbicide, so it won't
7: kill your grass. It'll. Um, well, no, my backyard is just uh, quack grass and dandelion. so um, <laughs> Okay. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. So I, I I don't know. Like I did, I, I definitely wouldn't want to say for sure. Um, so you might even want to get uh, like yeah there. On any of the new ones, there shouldn't be because if there was any residual, they would they would die. But yeah. I don't. I wouldn't want to say a hundred percent. So I would. Uh, I'd I'd err on the side of caution, maybe, and it'd, it'd be best to know what the product is. eh? Yeah, that, and just if you could do a little soil sample or some sort of test if there's residual, but it's so hard to do that. But and it, and there really shouldn't be, but. Like I said, I am not a hundred percent on on that kind of thing to say yes or no and and have you eat a bunch of them and and, and end up not feeling well. So I wouldn't want that. So I, I so would err on the side of caution and probably wouldn't eat them myself. But so maybe, the soil
7: yeah. uh, again, do you think that would be okay for planting?
4: Oh yeah, no, it, it, it's fine for planting and that and what they say. I just I don't know how much he applied or or what he applied. So. I, like I said, it's really hard to comment. Um, I would assume it would be a 2,4-D type product if he's spraying dandelions. And, it, and if it didn't kill the quackgrass, it would have been just a 2,4-D. If it killed everything, then it would have been a glyphosate um, product, more like a Roundup.
6: Yeah, I, I believe he, it was mixed with water sort of thing, right?
4: Yeah, so... no, both of those you mix with water. And, yeah. and it okay. just depends if he used a a non did it kill all the grass like did it kill the quack grass as well or just no, the dandelions
7: no just the dandelions
4: yeah then he used i'm almost sure he would use this 24d on it um a killax type product again there shouldn't be any re- residual in there but again just just be careful but don't know what to but, say uh, there
7: but as you say the soil should be okay for planting though way
4: eh? yeah yeah know if you're if you're doing seeds and stuff like that i um, totally fine. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. All right. It. Take care. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye-bye. And I got one more. I'm going to go to – okay. Actually, Wayne is no longer there. I'm going to read one more text, and then it's the end of the show anyways. I bought eight of these thinking to make a nice hedge. Well, while I planted them, I had someone that they won't survive the winter. They may last one or two years, he says. I bought them because it says they're good for minus 40. Um, these are cowrie boxwoods They should be hardy enough here. Um, again, I mentioned earlier just to the gentleman with uh, you. I would use uh, the wool proof on them. They do a little better in a sheltered location and with a little bit of mulch, um, the cowrie boxwood should survive um, really quite well. but if it's wide out in a wide open in the wind and stuff like that, it's going to struggle a little bit. so if you can shelter it out a little bit, wilt proof mulch water well you should have fine all right that's it for me for today thanks again everybody for listening and we'll get our garden on right here next week on 770 CHQR. qr